I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Red alert. All hands stand to battle stations. Luck as foils attack positions. Prepare for battle! Autobots, roll out! Get ready, it's your weekly dose of nerd culture. All wings report in. With your crew, Obi-John Kenobi. Hello there. Commander Scott. Amazing about it, I know this ship like the back of my hand. Julian. You tell him I'm coming, and hell's coming with me, you hear? And the Doc. Great Scott. Movies, TV, streaming, video games, comic books, board games, toys, collectibles, cosplay, conventions. If it's happening in the world of geekdom, we're talking about it. So lock and load, bag and board, and roll for initiative. We've got your... Nerd Alert! Great, Scott. It's me, the Doc. Um, sure you've been looking forward to hearing that hello there from Obi-John this week. Uh, Obi-John is out this week. He has a prior commitment for the rest of his life with his wife. Today is his anniversary. Happy anniversary, Obi-John. I guess at the day, the date of this recording, the time of this recording, it is his anniversary. So happy anniversary to Obi-John. Uh, but let me tell you something. I just want to thank you guys for being a friend because Commander Scott and I have a have a good one in store for you today. Uh, but before we get to that, let me introduce my co-pilot in uh, in this adventure, my right-hand man, the coach to my Sam, the uh, cheers reference, uh, the... Uh, uh, I, uh, the, the Liza to my Manelli. I don't know. I'm just, I'm, I, I'm just throwing things out there. Anyway, Commander Scott. The coach to my Sam. I literally thought you were mixing two different shows. I thought you were mixing coach and, uh, quantum leap. And I'm like, no, that no. doesn't make any sense to me at all. Um, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Iggy says that you got to win the Super Bowl in order to come back. First of all, it's Ziggy, not right. not Iggy. My show, it's Iggy. Ziggy. Ziggy. But that does lend into... So, uh, my, my nerd fact for today is something that I, I discovered here recently. I, I don't know if you're aware of this, because um, I don't talk about it much, but... Uh, aliens exist. I'm sorry? Aliens exist. Of course, aliens exist. I mean, where do you think all the you know the the the, the Mexicans and stuff come from that that enter the country illegally? They're illegal aliens. See, I know we're going to get slammed so hard for that. <laughs> the, the views of Commander Scott, are not necessarily <laughs> the views of Nerdler. <laughs> of course, there are aliens. I mean, geez, technically anybody who comes into a foreign country is an alien, legal or not. You know, it doesn't matter the nationality. That's irrelevant. Um, but no, um, but I, yeah, I don't know if you're aware of this, uh, or not. Cause I don't, I don't ever talk about it. I, I try to keep this stuff, you know, kind of quiet and personal to myself, but, uh, I like Star Trek. What? <laughs> no. Just, you? Yeah, no, what? just a little bit. 
And yeah, I know it's a it's it's a whole thing. But I just recently found out something very interesting. Star Trek the original series, season three, episode eighteen. Yeah, I know. We all know season three, episode eighteen. It's just common oh, sure. knowledge. Exactly. It's just everybody's out there. The lights of Zatar, um, which uh, uh, basically. Uh, <laughs> It's uh, uh, the Enterprise is on its way to Memory Alpha, and they they are encountered by a mysterious twinkling mass of uh, uh, sapient energy, which uh, 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 has something to do with Scotty's girlfriend. I don't know, uh, but that episode was apparently co-written by Sherry Lewis. Do you know Sherry Lewis? I don't know Sherry Lewis. I know you know Sherry Lewis. I know you do. Everybody knows Sherry Lewis if they don't even if they don't think they do. Do you remember back in the 70s and somewhat in the 80s the female comedian ventriloquist that had the 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 puppet, the hand puppet that was a lamb called Lamb Chop? Oh yeah. Yeah, Sherry Lewis and Lamb Chop. She co-wrote this with her husband at the time, Jeremy Tarcher. Um uh, this episode. Oh. So she wrote or co-wrote an episode of Star Trek: The Original Series, uh, and, and and yeah, I just I was looking through stuff one day and I'm like, holy shit, Sherry Lewis, really, really, freaking Lamb Chop, no. I tell yeah, you, yeah, Sherry Lewis and Lamb Chop, exactly. Um, Which I'd... then later became rebranded as um, Sherry Lewis in the News. No, 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 no. No, that was, a, that was a whole different thing. But I thought it very apropos to come up with a, a little-known fact. A non-factoid, if you will. Um, non-factoid. Um, that had something to do with an old television show based on potentially what we could be chatting about today. Yes. That, Which is? Thank you, Scott. That uh, You always do keep the nerd in nerd alert. That... When you said Sherry Lewis, I was like, uh, "Lamb Chop, good old Lamb Chop." Yeah, everybody remembers Sherry. Everybody remembers Lamb Chop. They may not re- remember Sherry Lewis, but they know it's Lamb right. Chop. You know, everybody knows Lamb Chop. So this week, I, Scott, and I are manning manning the ship ourselves. Yes, uh, the captain is away, and that's well. Yeah, it's good. It's good, I guess. Well, so so that's where he's at tonight. It's his anniversary. I, yeah. I I was not aware of why he was out. I just knew he was out. If yeah. I had known it was his anniversary, I would have reached out to his wife and, and and asked if she wanted to be on the show with us while he was cooking or something. You know, like hey, right? you're gonna make him cook dinner, and and yeah. we'll just bring you on the show. Yeah. Uh so I I pitched this idea to Scott. He said yes, let's do it. So uh, big trend in Hollywood seems to be the reboot. We're no. going to reboot this movie. We're going to reboot no. that movie. We're going to bring this one up to date. We're going to remake this one. We're going to do this and that and the other thing. And I said, well, what about TV shows? What are some TV shows, some classic TV shows that aren't on the air anymore that you would like to see back on the air, something that you'd like to watch? I originally said sitcoms because that's where my mind was at. Uh, Commander Scott said, okay. Any TV show? And I said, yeah, man, go crazy. Go nuts. Any TV go nuts show. Star Trek. We, we need to reboot Star Trek. Let's bring Star Trek Wait. back. 
because they because they haven't they don't have three shows out right now. Uh, they've got let's see here: Discovery, Strange New Four Worlds. Shows. Yes, Discovery, Strange New Worlds, Lower Decks. And Prodigy. So right now, I think there are four active Trek series. Was there all, and Picard was out? Yeah, Picard. Picard technically wrapped after this last season, but yeah, there for a hot minute there were five in active production. So yeah, let's bring Star Trek. Let's bring back. Star Trek uh, back. We need more Star Trek. Um. So that being said, whatever you did, whatever you first talked about this, you first asked about sitcoms and stuff. I got to thinking, you know. Do sitcoms still work nowadays? Are there still sitcoms? And the, the answer is yes, yes, there are. But it it, it, it also brought me to <coughs> excuse me um, shows that have actually been rebooted, uh, like Fuller House, because because I loved Full House back in the day. That came out uh, and it went five seasons apparently. Yeah, um, did it go that long? Also. Uh, do you remember, I don't know if you remember Boy Meets World? Oh yeah, yeah, I remember Boy Meets World, yeah. They tried Girl Meets World. They tried Girl Meets World, but I don't think that lasted as long, right? It did not. Uh, let's see, what else? There was That 90s Show. I don't know if that's still on. Well, so That 90s Show did one season, uh, thus far. And I loved it, because I liked that 70s show. I thought That 90s Show did did a really good job. Um... Uh, and everything, and uh, yeah, they did. Uh, yeah, see, five seasons of Fuller House. Sorry, I just I just confirmed that real quick. Yeah. Um, as far as I know, a second season of that '90s show is is planned. Um, but um, yeah, I don't know if uh, yeah, no. As far as I know, that's still still in production. As far as it, it, it's a, it's a possibility, but I liked it. I thought they did a very good job. With with the the characters uh, and everything, and and that lends another thing is you know how how difficult is it to make a new show that survives that? In other words, do you reboot it like that '90s show and Fuller House did? Uh, that is a continuation of the old show, where you you your first episode is that obligatory reunion kind of a thing where you bring everybody in. Or do you completely start from scratch and just reboot? Like, let's not even acknowledge that the old one existed. We just, we just do our, we just do the new show, the new version. What do you, what do you think? What do you say? What do you got? What do you hey? What do you who? What do you ha? What do you ha 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 ha? Well, so the way I went about it with with my choices is, I said, fresh start, totally reboot. Let's we acknowledge the existence of the old one. In name only, basically. Okay. Is the way I looked at it. Okay. But, that is a good question. I think the uh, the continuation is very hit or miss. The continuation is hit or miss. And, and honestly, it, it, it has to do, I think, with the uh, 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 the chemistry of your, your character. It's the same thing as just like, the. it's the same thing with the original, like originals, are hit and miss. It just, it just if you have that magic, you have that magic, and if you don't, you don't. So, uh, the, the the continuation reboot is no no different. But a good uh, good example would be like The Office. You have the UK version of The Office. Yeah, and I don't know if it's necessarily a reboot, but they did the American version of The Office. Yeah, I, I and... wouldn't. I don't see. I don't consider that a reboot. Like whenever you take something from 
and it mainly happens. It mainly goes from from Britain to the United States. Uh, occasionally, it'll go from you know Japan to the United States or whatever. And I say to the United States because well, we live in the United States. Uh, I, to be honest, I don't know if it goes the other way. Like I don't know if the BBC has produced British versions of shows that we've had here. <laughs> Is there some because if there's a British version of like the Golden Girls out there, I oh, watch it. God, the, oh, see now I want to know if there's a British Golden Girls. I want to know if the BBC has ever remade. The, I, I consider, but I, I don't consider those reboots. I consider those reimaginings. Yeah, sometimes they're really good. You know, like um, I mean, The Office, I guess, would be really good. I don't personally like it, but it was a hit and everything. The other one, like the the American version of Sherlock which I, I know it was somewhat of a hit. People watched it. It's called Elementary over here. I did not like it at all. Uh, I know I, oh, it was, it was, in my opinion, it was horrible, but that that's a show for the show for a different topic. Uh, and then, you, you know, sometimes you catch lightning in a bottle with a show. You do. And so, for example, How I Met Your Mother. Okay. I'm not personally a fan of it. I, I just I just couldn't get into it, but I know a lot of people really loved it. Okay. And there there's a lot of people behind it. Did you know that there's a How I Met Your Father show? I I did not. Right? So like I said, sometimes you catch lightning in a bottle. Is it is it based off of How I Met Your Mother? It's it's a I'm assuming it's a spin off like sister show type thing. Or it could be if I've never watched it. Yeah. So if somebody out there listening to us has watched it, let us know because we have no idea. You got me on that one. So, so re- real quick, I, I did a search. There's a there's a British TV show called The Brighton Bells, which was a short-lived British sitcom based on the American hit uh, The Golden Girls. It only lasted 11 episodes, which were broadcast from 93 to 94. It got pulled halfway through its through its first series run. Oh, uh, let's see here. It was a commercial and critical failure being mauled by critics. Um, let's see here. Uh, so, uh, why did it fail? Uh, so apparently several explanations have been applied to, but the, 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 the simplest explanation of why it failed was British television watchers were already watching the golden girls. <laughs> so, <laughs> So unlike unlike moving moving something from British to American television, which ninety eight percent ninety nine percent of probably American television viewers are not going to know crap about what's going on in England, so it's all fresh when it comes over here. Going the other way appears to be a little bit of a different different story because they're all like, "Oh, hey, this is just like that show we're already watching. Let's just let's just keep watching that." <laughs> This one we don't want. Yeah. <laughs> no. That's like, yeah. So, this one, though. This one's good. Let's keep this one. Oh, God. Oh. Yeah. Brighton Bells. All right. That, that's awesome. I didn't know that existed. Well, do you want to... So... Did you come up with any? Do you want me to... I've got some stuff in my head, but no, you sound like... I mean, you. you, you this is your topic. This is your thing. That's. Uh, I'm only going to hijack it a very little bit, I swear, to talk about these other topics, because that's what I do. It's fine. Uh, so the first one. Yes. What do you got for us? That I came up with. So this this TV series, I think, I got to double check. I think it ran from 1982 to 1993. Okay. 
Let me just double check that. So it did have eleven seasons. That that's, I remember. That's a, that's a, that's a good chunk of movie or a good chunk of uh, material. Yeah, eighty-two to ninety-three. Okay. Okay. It is a very well-known show. Uh huh. And uh, in fact, both of my ones that I came up with, I'll probably get strung up, tarred and feathered, uh-huh. and like murdered for. Like, like how how dare you reboot this show or right, retry this right? again? Okay. But what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to say, hey, we enjoyed it. We still enjoy it. Let's let another generation maybe enjoy a version of it. So uh, the first one is you want to go somewhere where everybody knows your name. Oh, God. Really? Really? We're doing that? You want to reboot that? I do. You want to reboot Cheers? Yes. Let's. It's got a great let's, theme song, I'll give you that. Yeah, let's bring it. Let's bring it along. Let's let's put it in, two, in 2023, you know. You can kind of keep the same premise. You've got this sort of retired baseball player, ladies man, who comes in, like, possession of this bar, and he's running he, his bar, and he's going clean. He, he, he can never be a ladies man in this, in this environment. That would never go over... That would never fly in today's environment, sir. I'm just going to tell you. There That's is, fair. Yeah, there is no way Sam Malone could be, you know, a central character in, in today's... No. Just just no. Okay, that's, that's a fair statement. But anyway, so with that in mind, I was like, okay. So, the Doc's version Uh-oh. of an updated Cheers. Uh-oh. Okay? So I went with a cast that I thought would play well together and I think would be funny in certain roles. So playing the key character who I think you still need to have the relationship with uh, the waitress Diane in like as part of the show. Uh, So I picked somebody who was kind of a good looking guy. So for my Sam is Josh Duhamel. Oh, we're actually casting these things too. Oh, I did. Okay, I wasn't aware of that. I just thought we were just no, chatting fine. about I'll shows. That's fine. That's fine. Wait, jo- Josh. Josh. Who? Duhamel. Duhamel. Yes. Who is Josh Duhamel? He's like Timothy Oliphant's twin. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. He was in uh, Transformers. Yeah. He was the army guy. Yep. 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 Okay. Uh, so then, my Diane was Amy Adams. See, now I'm curious. Why are you going with the Diane era? That's early Cheers. But, I mean, you you had uh, Rebecca far longer than you had Diane in Cheers. Are you, I thought Diane was better. You thought Diane was better? You liked Diane better than Rebecca? Oh, God. I liked the... I liked the tension between them. See? I thought that was fun. I didn't. I didn't like Diane. I didn't like the tension. I liked the Rebecca dynamic a lot better because Rebecca was a very strong character. She knew what she wanted. She didn't always get there or anything. Well, she thought she knew what she wanted, but that that was the thing. She was, she was they, they tried to make a very strong, powerful woman. They may have undercut her a little bit there at the end. But, you know, she gave Sam what for. Diane is just a nose in the air. She play, she puts on airs all the time, and I hate it. I tell you what, you could combine the two. You could take characteristics from both characters in your your reboot. 
in well, my reboot. Let me ask you. Uh, okay, as, that notwithstanding, that's just a difference of opinion. That's fine. You like Diane. Okay. That's fine. Who do you have? Hang on. Who do you have for your 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 Carla? Who is the sassy, streetwise, you know, foil to Diane's naive, prissy, you know, and not innocent, but yeah, Mindy Kaling. Mindy, I don't know that person. Mindy, why are you pulling all these people? I don't know. Mindy, who? Kaling. K-A-L-I-N-G, Mindy Kaling. Mindy Kaling. What do, do I know? Oh, she's an office actress. That's why I don't know her. Yeah. Um. Huh. Uh, I mean, I could see it. I could, I, I could see her as a, you know, I, I'm looking at some pictures of her and I'm seeing some of this deadpan, you know, are you effing kidding me facial expressions. You know, I'm seeing yeah. that, so. Uh, so, Coach. Okay. I think you'll like this pick. Nick Offerman. Uh, He would bring a very different dynamic to Coach. Yes, he would. I I don't want Coach. What made Coach funny in the original Cheers was his very dense, airy sort of like, what's going on-ness. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't want that from this coach. I want straight-laced, like... You, you want his, his character from The Office. Or not The Office, but Parks and Rec. There you go. Yeah, you want just Nick Offerman to be Nick Offerman. Yes. <laughs> Nick, here's your... Here, here's your... Uh, now... Your muse. You go be yourself. I love Nick Offerman. Nick Offerman is awesome. But how about this? What, what about this? What if we put him, instead of Coach, what if we put him as Cliff? I could see him spouting, you know, the the. I could see him in the male uniform doing the, the whole yes. yeah knowledge thing better than I could see him as coach. That's just me. Um. Well, so I did have my cliff was Sean Aston. Sean, nah, uh, Sean Aston. See, because I, th- what I was channeling was his character from Stranger Things season two. Oh yeah. I could see that. I, personally, I still I would like Nick Offerman in that role better. I like that actually, Nick Offerman. I didn't even think of that as yeah, Cliff. He would be Cliff. a good Cliff. He would make a great Cliff. But now, oh, go ahead. Sorry, I was gonna say if you're gonna put, I don't mean to hijack this. I'm sorry. No, it's it's just me. But if you're gonna put Nick Offerman as as, as Cliff, you got to find the right guy to play his Norm opposite him. So who do you have for Norm now? Kevin James. Oh. First of all, I don't know if Kevin James would come back to do do another sitcom or not. But but this See, is fantasy. This is... He's so the thing with Kevin James is he's used to the sitcom world. I don't think he's panning out in films very really? well. I thought he was. I thought he was doing very well actually. But yeah. I, in some cases, but I don't. I think he's very very hit and miss. You know, he'll have a good one, and then the next one's very bad. For every. Um, for every here comes the boom, you get a zookeeper. Uh, now <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Personally, and I'm yeah. casting I'm casting straight off of opposite Nick Offerman. You, you know who I would put for Norm? Billy Gardell. Billy Gardell. Yeah, Mike from Mike and Molly. Oh, <laughs> I think he and he and Nick Offerman would play very well together. 
That's it. I quit. Those two. That's it. That is Norman Cliff. My God. I'm telling you. Yes. I I I, I think that would be. I think that would be very very well done. Uh, and he's so he's uh, he's lost a lot of weight. He's lost like 150 pounds or something okay. like that. That's okay. We can we can put him in a fat suit. It's all right. Well, what I would say is I would take that and run with it. Of like, he can't drink the, as much beer, but he still loves the beer. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he goes. And he... Hey, you could use that. Yeah, you could definitely use yeah. that as a running gag. Like you know, I'm down yeah. something. Like, hey, how about a beer? It's like, oh my god, really? That's Billy Gardell today. He doesn't even look like Billy Gardell, right? Holy shit! He yeah. The who the hell is that? That is not. <laughs> what did he say guy. in an interview? In an interview, he said, "He said when he when he had all the weight on, he looked like a young Jackie Gleason. Yeah, and now that he lost all the weight, he looks like an old Henry Fonda. No, an old uh, Paul Newman. Yeah, I can see that. So, <laughs> I, wow. I thought that was funny, but now, no, I like that. Yeah, him and Nick Offerman would be hilarious. I so think they you, would. If you move Nick Offerman to Cliff, yeah, and you have." What is it, Billy Gardell? Billy Gardell, as, yeah. As Norm, so then who's coach? Oh. Or your coach slash, because um, they replaced coach with... With, uh, with Woody. Yeah. With Woody Harrelson, yeah. Which you could actually, and see, here's another thing. See, you could actually, there is enough room, and, and this this is the thing, there is enough room in this cast, for, for, for in, in modern day casts, you know, um, that you could actually do... Uh, all the characters, right? Like, like you could yeah. you could have Diane uh, and Carla as waitresses. You could have Rebecca as the, the 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 corporate manager that comes in. You could have Sam as the the former and and coach and Woody, you know. And then you know, I mean, it would be a large cast. You'd have to kind of juggle, but I think you could do it. I mean, if you look at if you look at like Strange New and not Strange New Worlds, uh, Stranger Things. They've got a large cast. They they yeah. bring cast members in and stuff. I think you could juggle them all uh, in, in a in a new version. Um, as far as coach, hmm, I'm not sure off the top of my head who I would bring in as coach because it's Sam's former coach. That's why he's called coach, you know. And yeah. and Sam basically brings him on as a favor to him, you know, because they 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 were you know in the in the stuff together, uh, the, 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 the whole, you know, sports ball thingy, you know, um, off the top of my head, I don't have anyone right now. So yeah, go ahead. Here's an idea. Okay. Throw this out there. Yeah. I know he's a big name now, but what if he came back as his character, Woody, you get Woody Harrelson to come back as Woody in that position, Woody Harrelson would never do Woody again. Uh, I'm, yeah. just, I'm just going to tell you that right now. Woody Woody Harrelson would never do Woody again. Um, however, uh, you might. Uh, oops. You might be able to persuade Woody Harrelson to come back on a limited basis to do coach. Yeah. Uh, it's possible you could persuade him with that. I don't know, but that would be that would be pretty great because then my other idea when you started saying you could have Diane and Rebecca, yeah, and then you said it's the corporate like person who owns the business, like they're trying to run the business, yeah, because that that's that's how Rebecca came in, 
What if Carla bought the business? Yeah, I don't know. Carla's the Carla's the streetwise. She's she's you know on the street, and and the whole the whole tension between Rebecca and 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 Sam came came from the fact that uh, Sam sold the bar, and you know Rebecca was hired by the people who bought the bar to run the bar, and then Sam came back and he was no longer the boss. You know he had to yeah you know and, and stuff so. See now you, just, got, you got me wanting to do you got me wanting to rewatch Cheers now, damn it! I was just trying to think of a way to get uh, Rhea Perlman to come back. Oh, you could shows. you could most definitely get Rhea Perlman back as the the CEO of the 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 com- yeah. of the corporation that bought in the. Uh, that's what, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, yeah. she's not Carla. Oh, I see. Like, okay, you said Carla, but you meant yeah. Rhea Perlman. Okay, I got you. So you get her to come back, and she's. I think that'd be fun. You know, I, I, I guest appearance by Rio Rio Perlman. I mean, you got to have the originals back somewhere just to do, you know, a cameo here or a cameo there. Ted Danson would do it. I don't know. Uh, it's possible. Oh, uh, so yeah, that was my that was my first one. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers is good. I love Cheers. Cheers is great. You got to keep that 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 title song though. You know. You, you you can't you can't replace that title song. That title song has to be there. But I do agree with you. I think I think in this one, I think it would be better as a straight reboot versus a continuation. Yeah, uh, and stuff. Um, oh, yeah, I like it. Uh, I, I like the idea of a Cheers reboot. That would be fun. Uh, what about you, Scott? What do you think? Well, uh, so. When it comes to TV shows that I want to see brought back and redone, first of all, I'm I'm a sucker for continuations, you know. And all the way up until if if we had done this show a year ago, my first pick would have been Night Court, but that's been done now, so I'm happy. Um, they did they did Night Court. Oh yeah, it's 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 on now. Yeah, there's there's a there's a new Night Court. Oh. Yeah, uh, Judge Abby Stone, the, the the daughter of Judge Harold Stone, has basically she's she's she grew up. She became a lawyer and a judge, and she took a position with the Manhattan Night Criminal Court. Uh, you know her her dad's old building, her dad's old office, her dad's old court, uh, and everything. And uh, as kind of a favor and a thing, she brought uh, she got uh, Dan to come back. Uh, to the the night court uh, as her uh, uh, defense attorney. He's not prosecutor in this one. He's a defense attorney. It's actually pretty good. You should you should watch it. I, I forget what it's on. I, I, is it on Peacock? I forget what the hell it's on. It's it's streaming somewhere. But yeah, nice. Yeah, it's it, it, it's really good. Um, but no, there there is a series that was very short lived. Um, and I may have mentioned it, um, on, um, on, on the show before when we were talking about old stuff that we would like to see again. And this is part of the reason why I, I shifted away from, I, I wanted to open it up to more than just sitcoms. Right. Uh, um, and, and stuff is, uh, there was a, 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 a short lived series that ran from 98 to 2001, it looks like. Um, it actually had three seasons, so it it did didn't do horrible, but it wasn't a one hit wonder. But it did 
stop, I think it could have gone better. It could have been better if it hadn't been late nineties. Um, uh, it's a sci-fi TV show called uh, Seven Days. I don't know if you remember me I talking about that one. If you've heard about me talking about this or not, you don't know this one. I don't think so. So it's, check in the Google machine. So it's it's about a top secret government program based off of technology salvaged from the Roswell, uh, New Mexico alien space crash way back when. The technology that they reversed engineered allowed them to build a vehicle. It's a blue sphere. It's called Operation Backstep. And it allows the pilot of the sphere to travel back in time seven days. Okay. You can go back in time one week. Okay? Okay. Um, it, when the pilot starts out, they're, they're in prototype phase and they've done a couple of test flights. So here's the thing. And this is one thing I love about this series, is this is the only, that I'm aware of, the only time travel series that takes into account, okay, that if you time travel, right, like if you just go, if you just go straight, if you disrupt yourself or displace yourself in time, yeah, but not in space, then the Earth moves through space, on multiple yeah. different axes. So if you just... If I just pop back in time... Seven days... But I, I retain my same... Position in space... I'm going to be... In space. There's yes. not going to be a planet underneath me. Right. You know, And that's going to be bad. This series took that into account. So... When the pilot... Would, when they would launch the sphere, the sphere shot to orbit, or it shot above the planet, and then it came back down, right? Okay. Okay. And the pilot has a computer graphics screen that basically shows the sphere relative to seven points. And he has to pilot the sphere trying to keep those points aligned. Because what is actually happening is... The, the ship is not going straight up and straight back down. What it's doing is it is following a, an almost parabolic course because he has to pilot it to where his destination is going to be seven days in the past. Yeah. He has to hit the Earth and specifically the target location on the Earth. And the computer, the computer trajectory knows that, and that's what those seven aligned points are. The, the closer he can keep those aligned points, the closer he can fly his course, basically. Huh. But they had a problem, and that is that most pilots kept blacking out because of the tremendous forces involved. No one could stay conscious enough, you know, blah, blah, blah. So enter the primary character, um, who is, uh, uh, I think he's an ex-Marine. Is, is he a Marine? He's ex-military. Sorry, he's an ex-SEAL. He's ex-SEAL, ex-CIA. Frank Parker, who was in prison at the beginning, and I'm sorry, he was in a mental hospital at the beginning of the series. And he has a very high tolerance for pain. Like, his pain tolerance is off the charts. So they bring him in, right? Because he's an old friend of somebody who's actually on the project. And they think, you know, he may be able to uh, pilot and stay conscious enough to, to, to fly the ship. Now, what's really funny 
is the protocols because you know it's a government agency, so they get protocols and everything in you know and and, and stuff that's on, right. you know, on the books. Well, they've never actually done a full backstep because they've never been able to have anybody that can actually complete the, the 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 journey and stuff. They don't get into the details about the failed tests, but um, um, what's really funny is there there at the beginning there is a Basically, there's a terrorist attack, right, okay. which blows up several schools in the in the D.C. area. One of the schools happens to be the same school that the main character's daughter is at, and that's where you get the whole personal, I got to, you know, blah, 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 and everything. Um, so they decide to get all the information they can, give it to, give it to uh, Frank, and have him backstep seven days. Now, keep in mind, when he comes out, you know, so first of all, the... He he's fighting it. He's like almost near passing out when he gets when he finishes the journey. The, the ship crash lands. He gets out. He's bleeding from his ears, his nose, his eyes because of all the tremendous forces. He finds his way to a payphone, right? Because it is the nineties. Finds his way to a payphone and he calls a number that he's been given. Okay. Now keep in mind, up to this point, Operation Backstep has never actually performed a backstep. And we're now right. seven days prior to that happening. So nobody else knows what's going on. So he calls the number, and you get the, the, the operator at the, the mountain where they're at, the, their, their complex. She answers with her cover story. You know, if somebody just happened to call, she has a cover story. She answers with that. And the, the first words out of his mouth is, when she answers, he says, conundrum. And as soon as he says conundrum, like the operator is like, oh, shit. Because she knows what the code word means, but she's never heard it before because they've right. never backstepped. <laughs> so, and and that's the way that that's that's the way the show works. So, if something happens, the president calls for a backstep. They give all the pertinent information of what he's trying to stop to Frank. All the information they have, he backsteps because they only have a seven day window from the time that it happens. That's all they got. The, you know, the sooner he backsteps, the more time he has to stop it. But they still have to get intel. Um, he 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 gets out, finds a payphone, calls in, gives the code word. As soon as the code word conundrum is given, the current Frank, well, this is going forward in the series. The current Frank is then sequestered in isolation. That way, he doesn't meet himself and he doesn't contaminate the timeline. Then they send the yeah. they send a retrieval team to get Frank and the uh, the the sphere. And then, um, uh, basically, you go through the episode. They're trying to stop whatever it is they're trying to stop. They do that. And then, theoretically, the, the show glosses over this. But in my head, at the end of it, what they do is they give all the pertinent information that they need to make sure the timeline's intact to their version of Frank. And then their version of Frank is sent on the back step to preserve the timeline so we don't have a paradox. Gotcha. Um and uh, but but once again, that part is kind of glossed over a little bit. So then the 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 current timeline Frank would be sent back in time, and then the back in time Frank would becomes be the current. The current Frank. Yeah, it catches up to where he was. Yeah. Well, and there's actually a really there's a really good scene where uh, he's talking. So his love interest in the show is a female scientist, a Russian female scientist who's working on the project, and he's okay. talking to her at one point. And they're they're having a little interlude thing. Uh, 
He's like, do you realize that every time I backstep, I'm seven days older than everybody else around me? And she's like, yeah, you backstep, you know, seven days. And he goes, yeah, to date, I've backstepped 37 times, which means he's now 37 weeks older than everybody else. And that's only going to continue. The longer he stays a chrononaut is what they call it. But I would love to see this redone with, with a modern streaming premise, you know, 10, 12 episodes, whatever, get it going, modern effects, you know, uh, and and such. I, I love this series. I love the premise. I love everything about it. And it was very much ahead of its time. It's got a very, like, almost time copy feel to Don't it. Don't you? Like... No. Don't you even go to Time Cop. That's one of the <laughs> crappiest, stupidest time travel things ever. That, that We're movie launch at this wall. That movie was so dumb. We're gonna launch at a wall, you know. And also, oh, and you can't physically touch yourself when you're in time because the same matter can't occupy the same space. Yeah, that's why the strong and weak forces in the atom prevent matter from occupying the same space. You know what happens if I go back in time and I touch myself? Nothing, because it's just two physical pieces of matter touching each other. Don't you time cop me. Don't sully the good name of, of Seven Days by comparing it to time cop. What happened to the other two pilots? See those red dots? Yeah, good God. That movie is horrible. Horrible, it's sir. It's really bad. And you should be ashamed of yourself for trying to bring that up now. Good God. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I would I would probably give this a watch. Like if it came out now and they, you know, updated it and rebooted it and and put it out with like you said on a streaming service, Peacock or yeah. HBO Max or yeah. Netflix, whatever. Whoever wants to pay the money to Whoever pay wants to put it out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That would be Yeah. Now, once, once again, I didn't, I didn't know we were going to be doing any kind of casting or anything, so I, I hadn't come up with anything. Uh, off the top of my head, uh, I, I, would, I wouldn't mind to see Ben Bowder uh, come back as, as the main character, as the chrononaut. Uh, I think that would be, that would be fun. Um, or, um, and I just now remembered uh, the, the one time travel show. Uh, what was that time travel show they just recently did that, that I didn't mind? Uh, that I cannot remember the name of right now. The the guy who voiced Anakin Skywalker in uh, Clone Wars and such, um, Matt Matt Latner. Uh, yeah, he 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 played in it, but uh, he played in that. I I wouldn't mind to see him as the main character uh, in this. He's already done one time travel show. Yeah. So you know, I, I want on another one. Is it Timeless? Is that the yes? Show? That's the show I'm thinking of. Timeless. It only went like a couple of seasons. It, it didn't last oh, long, but it was okay. They they did nine hundred two one zero again. Yes, they did reboot nine hundred two and zero. Yes, they did. Oh goodness! Once again, as far as I know, just like I I think that is a, a continuation as well, if I remember correctly. Five seasons. It went five seasons. Two thousand eight to two thousand thirteen. Good God! I didn't realize it went that long. Right? What were they thinking? They were thinking, hey, let's bring back 90210. Oh, yeah. Was Matt Latner in that? Is that how you found that? Yeah, I just, I looked up Matt Latner and 
90210 was one of the things really? that popped up underneath him. Wow. That's uh, really Anakin Skywalker, and that's the first thing we come to for him is 90210, huh? I guess. I don't know. That's just that's just impressive. See, now I want to know how. So that went five seasons. How? It, how did, huh? it doesn't make sense for Anakin Skywalker to be in 90210, though, because that's Beverly Hills, and that's the high ground. Oh, that's so wrong. That's so wrong, sir. We, we all know Obi-Wan has the high ground, so. Oh, God. <laughs> well, if it's any consolation, the original 90210 went 10 seasons, so the reboot only lasted half as long. Nice. <laughs> I remember it's watching It's over, that. Anakin. I have the high ground. So, okay, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Sorry. It's okay. And and also, Season 10, Episode 1 of the original 90210 is titled The Phantom Menace. <laughs> September 8th, 1999 was its air date. The Phantom Menace. When did The Phantom Menace come out? 1999. No, it did. Nineteen ninety nine for the so we had an ep. Really, that can't be a coincidence. It would have come out in summer of nineteen ninety nine. That, that can't. Maybe be. they went to go see it. Maybe that was the first episode. As they are all all the nine hundred two one zero kids went to go see Star Wars. Went to go see Star Wars. And they got done, and they all came running out, going, "Now this is pod racing!" Wow. <laughs> Oh god! Oh god! That's oh. horrible! Horrible! Well, at saying. least it's not Time Cop. At least it's not Time Cop. I'll watch that over Time Cop any day. Just, just so you know. So that's right. a good one, Scott. Anyway. I would watch it. Yeah, that's 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 on the top of my list of things I think that need to be rebooted, redone, reimagined. And I would like to see it as a as a continuation. Like I said, I'm a sucker for the continuation. You know, I would like to see. Uh, Frank Parker as you know resurrecting the uh, the thing. I I can't say I can't say Quantum Leap because Quantum Leap's currently being rebooted. So you know, really, yeah. There's a there's a new Quantum Leap series. Uh, it's on Peacock. It's behind the paywall, uh, but it's a continuation. There's a there's a new scientist with a new project Quantum Leap, and uh, they're they're having the first episode. I watched the first episode. It's it's actually really good. And they're they're uh, on the verge because uh, uh, what, what's his name uh, <laughs> Winston from Ghostbusters um, Arnie Hudson Ernie, yeah. Uh, yeah Arnie Hudson is is kind of in charge of the project uh, and everything and then there's like a party it opens with a party you know they got all their tuxes on and everything and they're celebrating you know the new project Quantum Leap and you know and everything else like that and then. Uh, the main character, the scientist, gets a phone call. And without telling anybody, he leaves the party and he goes to the accelerator and he leaps. And at the end of the first episode, they find out, I, I, either the audience finds out or they find out, I forget which, but the call that he got came from Al's daughter. Oh. Because there was a whole thing about her trying to get on the project when it first started back up, but she's kind of a problem child, so she wasn't, you know, she was kind of uh, black-sheeped, you know, type thing. 
So, so is, is Scott Bakula in as, it? As, from what I hear, from what I know, Scott Bakula did not come back for the first season. They didn't ask him to. Um, I think they're saving the whole Sam thing for a later season if the show actually does well and continues and like they're yeah. like let's just make a good show first right which is which is which is interesting cuz most of these continuation shows they they try to hit you with that nostalgia right off the bat they try to you know blah, 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 yeah. blah. and that's the question everybody's going to be asking is where's sam what are you going to do about sam that's what everybody wants to see um but uh um um uh, uh yeah scott Bakula it's not in the first season that I'm aware of, so they're kind of doing it the other way. They're like, let's just make a good, good show with good characters, and then we will, um, you know, if it goes forward, then we can kind of loop in the whole Sam thing and, and see what's going on with that. So, yeah, I want to watch the rest of it, but it's behind the the Peacock's premium paywall, and gotcha. I, I I've got it as a uh, 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 an Amazon channel, and yeah, so. Um, so I don't know if you know this or not, Scott, but this topic is not new. This is something that we actually discussed, I think, I'm pretty sure we discussed it, last summer when you and your wife and Obi-John and his wife came to visit in Iowa. We did? Yeah, and we talked about turning the Golden Girls into a show with men instead of women. I don't know if you remember that conversation. I do not. Were we drinking? Maybe we could have been. So anyway, that paired with the fact that Megan and I have been rewatching the Golden Girls leads me to my second show I would like to try to reboot, which is um, no, the no, don't, 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 don't tell me, don't tell me the nineteen seventies Spider Man. Yes. Yeah. A lot of finger pointing. A lot of finger playing. <laughs> oh. <laughs> hey, I know you. Uh, yeah. So, like I said, I might get tarred and feathered for this because it is. It's <sighs> yeah. It's a classic. It's a cult classic now. It's uh, it, it's timeless. It's still funny. Yeah. It's hilarious. Yep. You could never reboot the Golden Girls, yeah. sir. I'm sorry. But I would try. I have to be a naysayer on this one. You're going to be hard-pressed to sell me on this. Okay. Okay. All right. That's fair. That's fair. So what I what I thought of is, like, we're just going to start fresh with a new cast. Okay. okay. Well, it's going to be kind of hard to start with the old cast. Yes. Very <laughs> difficult. Maybe we could, we could call up a necromancer and... <laughs> Get a Ouija dark. I'm get, sorry. Get a Ouija board on set. <laughs> we uh, uh, yeah, and now okay. Uh, so anyway, I I know it's terrible for me to even try. It's terrible, uh, uh, terrible for me to even uh, attempt. Oh, it is. It is. Yeah, you, you are a horrible person for even suggesting this. But that's all right. We're gonna we're gonna let you jump down this rabbit hole. I know. So. Uh, my first one, Dorothy, the straight-laced, sarcastic, um, like, she's the straight woman, like, but not, she still has a lot of comedy, uh, so my choice for Dorothy was Laura Dern. 
Laura Dern. See, once again, you're throwing out people that like I kind of know the name, but Ellie Sattler from Jurassic Park. Oh, okay. Thank you. Thank you. For who? Dorothy. Dorothy. Uh, hmm. I I can see it. I I I can see it. The Dorothy's got to have that 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 sarcastic quality to her, though. Do you think? Yeah. Do you think Laura Dern could could pull off the sarcastic? I think she could. Um, I do think she could. She she also has to be like the stronger of the characters. I think, and like. Because she's the one that got divorced, you know. Her, the other two, their husbands died. Yeah, she got, she, she got divorced. Yeah, because her because her so husband she was still this around. Chip on her shoulder. I think she could pull it off. Because I'm kind of, you know, who I'm kind of seeing uh, in in the Dorothy role, Helen Hunt. There's another good one. That's a good one too. Good I, one. Yeah, I, I, I could I could see her doing that that deadpan sarcastic kind of a thing. Yeah, you know. Uh, that's a good one, too. All right. So, anyway. So, what else you got? Next, uh, Blanche, the Southern Belle, the... Well, I... now, 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 Blanche doesn't have to be a Southern Belle. She wasn't right. in the first one. That is not the core of her character. The core of her character is she is the female equivalent of a ladies' man. She is... Yes. You know. So, I tried to pick somebody who's, like, still sort of good-looking... <laughs> wow! But has like wow. aged a little bit. Wow! <laughs> it's like, yeah, you're. I wouldn't kick you out of bed for for eating crackers, but you got some miles on you, girl. I'm telling you. I just, wow, yeah, Jay, yeah. just wow. You just. And you, you might raise your eyebrows to this one, but I I like this choice. Uh-huh. Andy McDowell. Andy McDowell. Um, three weddings and a funeral. Yeah. Uh, Michael. I think she was in Michael. Yeah, I, excuse me, um, I could possibly see her in the Blanche role. I could give you that one, as long as she doesn't have a perm. By God, she does not look good with a perm. No, God, no. no. Well, they all, they, they, I think they all had perms. Oh, no, I don't, I don't know about that. Like in the original one. Yeah, that one I don't know about. I, I, don't, I don't think anybody really had perms in, in, in the Golden Girls. Oh, excuse me. All right, so for Rose, the the ditzy, sort of absent-minded Minnesotan, and I know she doesn't have to be from Minnesota, but again, the yeah, four yeah, of the yeah, yeah. characters, the ditzy, absent-minded, sort of naive, right? Yeah. Uh, Lisa Kudrow. Oh. Uh, I mean, she's already kind of played that character once on Friends. I know. That's why I didn't want to pick her, but at the same time, she does it well. Uh, if, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I mean, I, she could play it. She could play it. I'm not... Uh, you know, I, and it's not that your cast picks are bad. It's just, it's the Golden Girls, man. You don't... I know. You don't mess with the Golden Girls. Hey, I know. I, I'm i sorry. The, the, I shouldn't Shouldn't even be going there, but it's too late. We're already down. <laughs> We're already down the path, yeah. But the, still, the best way to reboot the Golden Girls is just to go back and watch the, the Golden Girls. I'm just just saying. It's that's fair. Uh, 
Anyway, go I ahead. I just got two more, and then this torture will be over. Okay. Uh, Sophia, the mom. Yes. Uh, Glenn Close. Glenn Close. Eh. Hang on, I'm looking up Glenn Close to 2023. I'm curious. Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, I like Glenn Close. Glenn, Glenn Close. She's she's good. She could definitely play it. I don't know. I'm kind of leaning toward. Uh, I would kind of lean toward Helen Mirren. That was another choice. She was another choice. And see, the thing, the reason I said Glenn Close is when they filmed the Golden Girls, I think um, Estelle Getty was the same age as. Um, oh yeah, everybody else. Like in the same age range as like Rue McClanahan. Yeah, and, yeah. They just they just aged her up. Yeah. So anyway. Uh, and then this is, this is the last one. Stan. you got to have Stan. Okay. Right? I mean, if you're going to have the Golden Girls, yeah, you got to you gotta, have Stan. you got to have Dorothy's ex, ex-husband, yeah. You know, he just shows up. Hi, it's me, Stan. Uh, John C. Riley. Hey, I'll watch anything with John C. Riley now. Let me tell you. I would... Now, I, you know... Uh, I, I don't know. still don't know about Lauren Dern, but I would love to see whoever's playing uh, 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 Dorothy... And actually, I would love to see. Uh, I'm sorry, I would love to see Helen Mirren uh, playing Sophia op- opposite um, uh, John C. Riley's uh, Stan, because there I was, was trying to, huh? I was trying to think of a guy that was like, you gotta hate, you want to hate him, but you don't hate him because he's not that bad of a guy, but he's not a good guy. Well, and I feel like John C. Riley could really pull. Oh, he that could. Off. Well, John C. Riley can do anything. Um, uh, but uh, it's it, it's kind of like that uh, the, the his version of the or, uh, that uh, his character that he plays in um, uh, what's the, the Lakers miniseries Winning Time. Have you watched that? I have not. No. Oh, you need to watch that. It's I think it's on, on on HBO Max, and it's basically about the what is it the the eighty the or the ninety something Lakers the Lakers dynasty. Okay. He plays the owner of the team, the the one that buys the team and recruits and everything else like that. And uh, yeah, it, it's a good series. You should watch that. It's, it's very good. So uh, uh, let me apologize to my list, our listeners. Sorry that I went there with the Golden Girls. Scott is right. The best way to reboot yeah. the Golden Girls is just start at season one. Just start yeah. at season one. Just watch the Golden Girls. Uh, so yeah. So so let's let's go ahead and premise this by you know. Uh, nerd alert and talk nerdy to me does not condone this rebooting of the Golden Girls. This is all the Doc himself. So send all of your hate mail straight to Jay. What's your email address again? Let's just go ahead and throw that out there for them. It's uh, um, yeah. iHeartRadio at iHeartRadio at yahoo.gmail at, at yahoo. exe. I don't I don't think it's. I don't think that's how email addresses work, at all. Um, Niner. Uh, <laughs> Niner. Is a, yep. 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 There you go. Yep. Oh my god. Now maybe you could reboot the Brighton Bells with that cast. You know. <laughs> Especially with Helen Mirren, you know, because I, I think she bells. is. Yeah, I think you could you could do that. Most definitely. Uh, uh, it was a 
it was an exercise in futility, but you know, I just had to throw it out there. I just when we when I thought of this topic, it was the first one that came to mind. Probably because I've been watching it again. Man, oh, that show is funny. That show is funny. Completely and utterly. It's 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 beautiful. B. Arthur's probably Oh, I don't know. I don't know how she did it. I wonder how many takes it took some of them sometimes to get through with a straight face. You should you should watch some of the behind the scenes where um um oh hell um um Betty White is just ad libbing Saint Olaf stories. Like she's just yeah. going completely off the cuff trying to get, you know, Rue McClanahan and uh B. Arthur to crack up. And and there's a couple of there's a couple of outtakes or some scenes where they're they're having to look off camera to try yes. and reset themselves. Well, they uh, so I let me just say this, you know, I I guess I know I tried to reboot it, but I am a huge fan of the Golden Girls. I love that show. I think it's a perfect sitcom. It really is great. And there's a, one episode where. Betty White as Rose is telling a story about uh, a herring circus. Yep. yep. And um, <laughs> Rue McClanahan and B. Arthur are laughing. Yes. And it yes. stays in the show. Like they are actually cracking up literally. Yeah, like they, they, they just they used stop they laughing. used the takes of them laughing because it was it was and, working and everything. Yeah. It's great because B. Arthur stops and she goes, did they ever? And then she like stops and laughs before she even says what she's going to say. Yeah. And then goes, shoot a herring out of a cannon. And and Betty White, without missing a beat, just goes, just one time. Just, <laughs> the two of them just lose their but, shit. But it's the fact, it's the fact that, B, is, that, that uh, um, um, uh, Betty White stays in character. Like, she doesn't break at all. She is straight up just, you know. Just the uh, one time, yeah, stuck in the tree. <laughs> no other herring would do it. God, that's so funny. Oh yeah. Uh, all right. It was good. Uh, what else? What? What else can we spitball, Scott? What else you got? Ah. Uh, well, so I do have I do have one sitcom that 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 I I, I really enjoyed back in the day, and actually there are several. Uh, I mean, there there are so many good sitcoms that I grew up with and stuff. But most of them, I'm just like, you know, they're just, God, they're great, and I don't want to touch them. Um, but there are a few uh, and stuff. And one of them in particular that I, that I loved, uh, that I think would be interesting to reboot um, today, right? Because it lends itself well to the the, the kooky cast of characters uh, and, and such. Uh, once again, I would pitch it as a as a continuation because I lo- I'm just a sucker for the continuation. You could do it however you wanted, but I would love to see them bring back WKRP in Cincinnati. That is one I've never actually seen. You've never watched WKRP in Cincinnati. I've heard so much about it. I really have. I've heard a lot about it. I God. heard it was really funny. Yeah, it's the fact that everybody, every character in that is so different from everybody else. It's great. The only straight person in it is the secretary, played by Lonnie Anderson. You know, she's the, she's the really the only straight uh, and, and narrow. Like 
when the show starts, they try to set up. Uh, so there's when, when the show begins, there's a there's a new program director that comes to the the radio station. Uh, name of Randy Travis. Is it Randy Travis? Uh, I think his name is Travis. I can't remember. It's Randy. But anyway, um, Andy Travis. That's what it is. Andy. Andy Travis. Um, uh, and, and everything. And you know he. He tries to be the straight the straight man in the cast, like when it comes out. But Lonnie Anderson kind of kind of became a, a, a breakout character, you know. Like everybody loved her, so they just kept giving her more lines and more screen time, and such and things of that nature. Um, but you've got you got Mister Carlson who runs the station. His mother owns the station. She just gave it to him because, well, it's kind of a pet project. Like he's the he's the dimwit son who. She, he's, you know, she's the toughest nails businesswoman, you know, and, and everything. And Mr. Carlson is great. Uh, then you've got, you know, uh, uh, Dr. Johnny Fever, who runs the, 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 the night show. And literally, if he's, if, if he's in the office before, like, 6 p.m. or something, he's just asleep <laughs> behind his sunglasses. Because, <laughs> you know, he, he's the, 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 the hippie guy and everything, and... And, uh, um, oh God, I don't know, uh, D, the, uh, Venus flytrap. He was the, the kind of jazzy soul guy, uh, the Les Nesman who ran the news straight laced bow tie, you know, he insisted that he have an office, even though nobody had an office, they just had a desk in like a bullpen area, you know? Yeah. So he put tape on the floor that denoted his walls and he put tape that denoted his door and if you walked through a wall, he would get mad at you because you just walked through a wall. And if you walked through the door without knocking and stopping to open the door first, even though the door doesn't exist, he would still get perturbed. <laughs> he would call you out on it. And shit. Um, but yeah, all over the place. This, this was great. And if you brought this back in a modern setting uh, and stuff where you could add you know, the, the whole streaming service, to modern radio stations, because most radio stations now broadcast all of their shows on some sort of a streaming platform, right. you know, and, and stuff, because that's where a lot of the revenue is now. It's just it's just the nature of being. But they can't get rid of radio, because I don't I don't think radio is ever going to get. Radio won't be gotten rid of until satellite radio or whatever is free. Yes, you're still going to have over the air radio, and. Uh, 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 I, I definitely think you you could you could redo this in a modern setting and still have it be funny and relevant uh, and such and and updated and uh, uh, this one I you know what this one I might this is one of those ones where I would like it to be kind of a hard reboot like it's not straight a continuation yeah but like somewhere on set there's a picture of the original cast you know. Like, right. like just, just on the wall, like as a throwback, like, hey, these are the people that were here during the 70s. But we don't have to bring people back. We don't have to directly tie in. We can still just do our own thing type type stuff. You could do it like, are you familiar with Bob and Tom? I, yes, yes. Because they, they have a, like, they have a streaming show. Like, they, yeah, they yeah, recorded, you, they videoed themselves yes, as well. Yes, yes. You can. So you could do it like, yeah. Yeah, where, yeah, exactly. Where you can have cameras all around. And in fact, you could actually start that with 
that could be your your first episode is where they're installing the webcams and they're like what everyone's like what's this it's like oh well people can now you know subscribe to our premium service and they can see us and it was like wait they can watch us now you know that could be that could be like a like a subplot too of like that first episode of where they just keep staring into the camera yeah. you know they're just they're like exactly yeah just, yeah exactly you just play into it and stuff yeah um don't talk to the camera. It's just there. Yeah, don't talk don't look at the camera. What are you looking at the camera for? Well, there's a camera. Hi. Don't wave at the camera. No one cares. <laughs> you know, you could you could go down that whole rabbit hole uh, and, uh, and such. Yeah. It would be great. Um, but no, I, I listen to Bob and Tom sometimes, sometimes in the morning. Although it, it, it it's not been nearly as good since uh, uh, Bob left. Uh, you know. Yeah. And then... Donnie Baker died. Donnie Baker died? Yeah. I did not know that. The guy that did Donnie Baker. Yeah, the, yeah, the guy that did the character of Donnie Baker. I mean, I hear him on there occasionally, but I, I, I noticed that he hadn't been doing stuff as much. I didn't really, pa- I didn't know he passed away. Yeah. Ew. That was a few weeks ago. A few weeks ago, really? Yeah, I think. Are you looking it up now? I am looking it up now. I did not know this. Hang on. Yeah. Uh, Ron Sexton. Hang on. Daily News. Uh, dies at age 52. Holy shit. I, yeah. I did not know he passed away. He was one of my favorite recurring characters. Yeah, that makes me sad. I love Donnie Baker. Donnie Baker was good. Hey, you guys want to buy a boat? <laughs> yeah. Hey, you can't be doing that. That's state law. Ah, uh, yeah, that was that was a tough one. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of big Donnie Baker fans out there. I think he did stand up as Donnie. Oh, he, Baker, yeah, he did stand up. Yeah, he he most certainly did stand up because they always you know plugged his 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 dates you know on the show uh, yeah. and such. Yeah. Oh yeah. So what happens if you go to his his website now and look at upcoming shows on his show calendar? I'm curious now. Is somebody updating it? <laughs> well, uh, appar- apparently August 24th, he's going to be at Palm Hall- Harbor, Florida at Snappers. Uh, looks like he's going to be there through the 26th. Uh, September 1, he's going to be in uh, the North Plate, Nebraska Community Playhouse. I think uh, that's Platt. No, it has an E on it, sir. That is definitely Plate. Is there two T's? There is. That's Platt. No, no. You said yourself, you're not a wordsmith. You're a, you're a, you're a math teacher. You just go sit down at your little math your little math desk. <laughs> plate e plate plat platy platy. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. yeah. His show calendar has not been updated. Yikes! Somebody better do that. I think some people might have some refunds coming. Yeah, you think? Oh, oh. When, when did he see that? When when did he pass away though? That's what I'm looking for. I can't I can't find it. Really? What? Ah, my. Uh, uh, my you've thing. gone down a rabbit hole. I have. <laughs> you you completely derailed me. I'm just just wanting to let you know. Uh, and stuff. Yeah, I just, sorry. I was just thinking about it because you know we talked like Bob and Tom, and then it was like, oh hey, Donnie Baker. Uh, I did not realize that he passed away. Yep. Uh, here's here's something that announced his death on July 25th. 
2023. Oh, Donnie Baker. WKRP oh, well. in Cincinnati. Yes, I would. I would love to see that. I I should watch it. I should find it somewhere. Is it? Do you know? Is it streaming anywhere? Is it available? Oh hell, I do not know. Uh, let me double check here. The Google machine. No, uh, I'm, I don't use Google for this. I use I use an app on my phone for this. Oh, there's an app for that. There is an app for that. I. I don't know what it is, but I love going back and just binge watching seasons and episodes of old sitcoms and TV shows that like, I don't know. I blame Megan and especially for golden girls, because I don't know if you know this or not, but golden girls was a staple of television at the bakery. You could go in to eat breakfast, and Golden Girls would be on the TV all the time. It was just constant. I don't know how many times she'd gone through seasons of Golden Girls, just replaying it. And, like, you'd catch different episodes every once in a while. Was I don't remember time. the Golden Girls playing when I was there. Just saying. We also sat in the back. Well, if I knew there was Golden Girls in the front, we'd have sat in the front. <laughs> you didn't tell me that when we were there. There was always Golden Girls. It it wasn't the bakery if Golden Girls wasn't on the TV. Um, so that's... I, oh, you got any more you want to throw out there, Scott? I don't know. I was, I was looking through a list of old sitcoms, and there are some that, like, I just don't know if they would fly today. Well, there's several that wouldn't. What, what, what do you mean, like, which ones were you thinking? So, like, I was like, oh, one that popped up was, like, I Dream of Genie." Okay, that one would be an interesting one to, 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 to reboot. And what, I think the thing you would have to do, though, is switch roles. You could do a, you could definitely do a, a role switcheroo on that one. Where the, the djinn is uh, the man, and then the, the pilot, the astronaut. Would be the woman doesn't even have to be an astronaut because remember, yeah, because remember he doesn't find find her bottle in space. It, it's on splashdown. Yeah, like, like yep. he comes back from, and he has his capsule is is vaguely reminiscent of a mercury capsule, like in that one, and yeah. he, he 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 finds her on a beach. So you you could have the her, you know the the pilot, you know be whatever. Just as long as right. it binds it in a remote location or something somehow, you know. I think you could have fun with that, though. You could uh, put them in some interesting situations and wishes gone awry. And... Oh, yeah. Well, that's, that's the whole kind of a premise thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what was the other one? Bewitched? Bewi- well, Bewitched they did with the movie. You know, they've, yeah, they've already but... rebooted the movie. And, and I'm, I'm, I don't know. See, to me, there's a difference. I'm not as big a fan of the the, the shows that are hijinks and sue versus, uh-huh. versus like, Golden Girls and WKRP and stuff where it, it's, I, I don't know, it's, 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 it's the characters that are the comedic element. Right. You know? Like, if you look at Bewitched, 
and, and I Dream of Genie and stuff, the, the the characters are all pretty straight and narrow. It's just hijinks ensue. It's misunderstandings in this. Whereas, like Golden Girls, you have a variety of of, of personality types uh, and everything. And you know, WKRP, it's it's an ensemble of personality types. That that's where the it's these interactions that they have with each other. They're different viewpoints. Uh, right. of the same situation that gives us the comedy uh, and, and such. So, yeah. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I personally wouldn't want to redo I Dream of Genie or Bewitched. Um, now, along, along those same lines, in the same time period, what if you redid Gilligan's Island? Like, could you redo Gilligan's Island? All right, we're doing it right now. I mean, Gilling, Gilligan's Island only ran for like, um, what, a season, two seasons, season and a half. It didn't last long at all. We're going on the fly. All right, we're going we go. on, we're on the, the fly. fly. Okay, we're doing it on the fly. Right. Gilligan. Get, okay, yeah. Who's going to anchor our cast? Uh, so let's see here. Uh, episode. They did ninety-nine episodes. They did three Got seasons. It. I got Gilligan. Who do you got for Gilligan? Uh, oh, Jason Bateman. Jason Bateman. Right? Is that his name? I don't know. I don't know who you're thinking. <laughs> yes. Jason Bateman. Jason Bateman for Gilligan. Uh, no. No. Jason Bateman's too old. I would not do Jason Bateman for... for oh, too no. old. Okay. Too no, old. He's, he's uh, too old. It's got to be a younger, wiry kind of a guy. I mean, it doesn't have to be wiry, but I think oh, it... Oh, um... Uh... Yeah. Jack Quaid. Oh, he is popular. I could definitely see Jack Quaid as... Uh, he's got all kinds of other things going on, so I, right now he wouldn't have time to do it. But if he had time, yes, that is perfect casting. I would, I would watch Jack Quaid as Gilligan... All day long, but now Jack if we so, so we've got Jack Quaid as Gilligan. Who who okay. do we put as the skipper? Who is who is who is his? You know who is his you Alan Hale Jr. You know what? I don't want to. I don't want to beat a dead horse. No, I know where you're going on this, and I'm fine with it. I don't want to beat a dead horse. Sorry, go, go for it. Go for it. Do it, John C. Riley. Oh no, 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 no! That's oh. not where you're. That's not where I thought you were going with this. Nick Offerman. Nick Offerman. Nick Offerman. That is that is your skipper. You know, if we're gonna rehash something, let's Just imagine Jack Quaid and Nick Offerman. Yeah, Jack Quaid and Nick Offerman completely Wait. and utterly. Nick Offerman with his straight leg, with the beard. Let him keep the beard, you know. And he's oh, just yeah, standing yeah. there. He goes, he'll go. You know, Gilligan, give me your hat. And he hits him with his own hat. Yes. And that, that could be a running thing. He just says, give me your hat. Uh, what do we need? The uh, the professor? Let's or go no, with, the... Well, yeah, let's go with the professor next. That's fine. Ow. Uh, who could be the professor? Uh, uh, it can't be somebody too old, too young. He's going to be in that... that that kind of a, uh, you know, um, middle of the road kind of a thing. Um, hmm. My, my heart immediately went to Jim Parsons, but that's only because he was, um, 
Sheldon. Yeah, I don't. No, no, I don't. I, once again, he doesn't have that. No, I'm, I'm not. I'm not getting a professor kind of a vibe from him because he was more of a research scientist, not a professor. Um, uh, offhand, I, I don't know. I'm. I'm. Let's. So, so we got. Let's look at who else we've got here. We've got the professor and Mrs. Howell. We've got. Um, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Howell. Yeah, Mr. and Mrs. Howell. Did I say the professor and Mrs. Howell? Yeah, oh, sorry. something going on with the professor, and Mrs. Howell. We <laughs> well, don't know about. Well, you know, I mean, they were they were missing a lot. I'm just saying they they went off and did their own thing. Uh, no, um, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Howell, Ginger, Marianne, the professor. Yeah, that was it. The, the, the those are those are the ones. So, hmm. Oh, uh, what about Marianne? You know, Marianne and Ginger, dichotal opposites. You know. You yes. know, uh, movie star versus down, you know, down on the farm, wholesome. Okay. I know she's older. Okay. I know you, you might not be behind it, but she still looks really good. And I feel like she could play this character because she did it really well. The damsel in distress in Wild Wild West. Selma Hayek. Eh. Hmm. See, oh, like, she's older. I, well, yeah, I don't know. I just don't. I don't see Selma Hayek. I don't see Selma Hayek in this role. I just, I just don't. That's uh, just me. Who played? Uh, <coughs> now you wouldn't, because you don't know The Office. I don't know The Office either. Yeah, uh, Pam from The Office. I think Pam from The Office would do a good Marianne. Pam Beasley. Wait, no, that's not her. That's her character that's name. That's the character name, yeah. Jenna Fisher. I can see her doing Marianne, yeah. Jenna Fisher. Uh, she would be a good Marianne. She would be. Oh. Uh, there you go. You could have yourself a little... Uh, probably wouldn't work out. You could have yourself a little office reunion. Oh, and have the no. professor be John Krasinski. No, we're not. We're not doing the the office reunion thing. No, it's just a name that popped into my head. I'm sorry. No. I'm sorry. We're doing this off the cuff here. We are, and that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, um, of course, Mister and Missus Howell have to be a little bit of an older couple, you know, because they're they're from they're from money. They're well to do. Uh, uh, that type of thing. Actually, you know who I think would be make a good Thurston Howell the third. Um, what's his name from Mad Men? John Hamm. Well, I wasn't thinking John Hamm at first. I was thinking the guy that played Howard, the old Howard Stark, who played the other guy from Mad Men. But now that I think about it, John Hamm. Actually, John Hamm might not be a bad professor either. They. There you go. Throw in John Hamm as the professor. I can see John Hamm as the professor. Let's throw him in as the professor. Yeah, that would that would be good. So now you got Jack Quaid as Gilligan. Yeah. Nick Offerman. I got to write this down. Here. Yes, Hold you on. do. So yes, go ahead. Track of this. Okay, so we got Jack Quaid as Gilligan. We got Nick Offerman as the Skipper. Off offhand, do we ever learn the Skipper's name? Yes, it's actually said in the pilot episode. Um, hang on, it's been a long time since I've seen the pilot episode. Uh, shit. Uh, hang on. 
because it's on the radio. When they're listening, they, they give the names of of all the people that are that are because it gives Gilligan's first name as well. Um, on the radio, shit, what the hell is it? Uh, Jonas Grumby, that is the skipper's real name. Huh. And, and it's given on the radio, and and I believe that they give Gilligan's first name or second. I think it's Gilligan's first name. Um, something. Ah, hang on. The hell is his first name? Uh, uh, actually, it might not be because I, I I went and looked it up real quick. And I don't think it's ever... I thought it was given in the same thing, but apparently it's not. Um, his first name is never mentioned in the original run of the show. Huh. Uh, when promoting the first reunion movie on Dick Cavett's show, it was asked if Gilligan was the character's first or last name. Sherwood Schwartz replied that it was never stipulated, but it obviously sounded like a last name. Bob Denver said he always felt like Gilligan's first name should be Willie. And Sherwood Swartz agreed. He said, yeah, that'd be a good first name for him. You know, Willie Gilligan. But it was never in canon said. But, um, the skipper's name of Jonas Grumby was given in the, the, uh, the pilot episode when they get lost and they're listening to the broadcast on the radio that announces they're being lost. It's given right. there, so yeah, Jonas Grumby is his name. Oh, the professor's name is Roy, Roy Hinckley. Interesting. Yep, uh, Mrs. Howell's first name is Eunice. That I did not know. Uh, Marianne's last name is Summers. Huh. So yeah, he um, he could definitely well. Maybe not definitely, but he'd be an interesting Thurston Howell. He who? Toby Jones. Who is Toby Jones? I don't know a Toby Jones. He was in Captain America. Oh, yes. He was uh, uh, Dr. Doctor Zola. Yeah, yeah, no, he wouldn't know. No. No, I, I don't think so. I, I would not cast him as that. No. No, <laughs> no, sorry. I'm fine then. Sorry, I'm gonna disagree with that one. I'm just, I'm just gonna say the nay, 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 nay. Um, for Thurston Howell the third, uh, I don't know who played uh, who played Draco Malfoy's dad. Oh, um, uh, shit, that's uh. That is, is uh, he he's in Clone Wars and stuff or in Rebels as uh, uh, Jason Isaacs. Yeah, played. Uh, uh, I mean, he would be an interesting one, but I uh, I don't know. I don't think you'd ever get that. Um, <laughs> hmm. He would be a heck of a Thurston Howell if he could just. Be like, you know what? Let your hair down. Be funny. It'll be okay. He let his hair down in Harry Potter, and you see what happened. He, you know, he became yeah. a, he became a Death Eater and caused the you know countless suffering 
uh, amongst <laughs> other other people uh, and such. So yeah, I don't. Uh, part of me kind of wants to see John C. Riley now as 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 as, as Thurston Howell the Third. I think he could bring the comedic aspect to it. <laughs> I yeah. Hell, I don't know. Right, we're just spitballing. It doesn't matter anymore. So who would you have as his wife then? Oh, good God. John C. Riley and who would play Lovey? What's her name? Ah, uh, I love her, but I hate her. Okay, Kristen Wiig. Kristen Wiig? No. Yeah. Did you say no? No. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't see that at all. Oh, hold on. Oh, what is her name? Hold on. Hold on. Um. Uh. Ah. How about Catherine O'Hara? Good God. You're just all over the place here, aren't you? Yeah. I could probably see that. Or, uh... No, I can't think of her name. I'm looking for her. I don't know. I don't know either. I, it's... But it's okay. Hey, you know what's important, though, Scott? Yes. We have the perfect Gilligan and the perfect skipper. We have the perfect Gilligan and the perfect skipper. Uh, I would, I would love to see uh, Jack Quaid and Nick Offerman as Gilligan and the skipper. Uh, John Hamm, I think, will make a great professor. I think we've got a good start here. We should definitely revisit this at some point. You just throw in this. Oh, there you go. Uh, urbanization, Gilligan's Island. <laughs> Well, see, you know, now it becomes, you know, uh, you got to put uh, uh, Carl Urban as uh, as the skipper, not the, not the skipper. Sorry, uh, the professor. Oh no, I he'd be he'd be Thurston Howell. You thought he was Thurston Howell? Yeah. No, <laughs> oh, I can he'd, see it. He'd be funny. I think he'd be hilarious as Thurston Howell. It'd be. With all of his money, and you give him like a like a really ditzy hot wife, <laughs> just really revamp it, you know, like we did with Wizard of Oz, like I did with Wizard of Oz, yeah. turn it into a buddy cow, just just completely, Let's just act. completely reimagine the characters, yeah, yeah, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. I, th- I think we could do it, yeah. Nobody's paying us for this anyway. They should be. But they're not. I don't think they should be. I, I really don't. I don't. I don't think they should be paying us for that. <laughs> Hire us out. We we work. We work for peanuts. Literally. Just give me some peanuts. It'll be okay. <laughs> Ten peanuts. Oh. Ten peanuts for you. Well, that's it. That's all you get. So. All right. Anyway, we dig. Well, what do you, what do you what do you guys think? <laughs> Let us know. Did we? reboot some classics you wouldn't want to see rebooted is there anything you'd like to see rebooted did we miss anything out there that you're like hey wait a minute why didn't they talk about this are there some untouchable sitcoms or tv shows that never ever need to ever come off the shelf ever i'm looking at you family matters uh and friends family matters yeah Okay, we're going to revisit this topic. This topic's getting revisited. (laughs) You can't can't redo Urkel. All right, anyway. With that, this has been your weekly Nerd Alert.